Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 222 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm Tiffany, too. <laughs> T2. T squared. <laughs> and this episode is sponsored by Stephanie Stump. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Thank Stephanie. You. Thank you. <laughs> Genuine. Uh, today we will be discussing part two of chapter eight of Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. Snape. <gasps> Who is that? Victorious. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to bat like flap your way through the details before we begin. Oh, Cosmopolitan has some news for our weekly profit. I just quickly wanted to say that for the past two episodes, every time you say Snape Victorious, I think of the Panic at the Disco Same. song Victorious, and it just makes me want to sing it. Same. Do it. Victorious! <laughs> like that. <laughs> so anyway. I thought of the show Victorious. Is that a show? I don't know. I don't know what that I show is. the chapter title. <laughs> so there are some strong rumors about in the world of HP because this is a special anniversary year there are strong rumors of a f- of a reunion special being filmed similar to the friends reunion special that was aired for the anniversary and all these rumors the cast has been offered big money to come back like the main trio is that a, like they've been offered money? They have been offered money. Just to hang oh. out and reminisce. Just to hang what out and reminisce. And there was also an interview with Chris Columbus, and he said some mm-hmm. words about Selling the wanting to film The Cursed Child with the original cast, mm-hmm. and he wanted to direct it. I doubt that they would do that. I also point. doubt that they would do that, but I it does make me wonder like if he is talking about that because like they recently got Did together and like yeah. hung out so then he's like thinking about it or something yeah, bonnie like, wright also about. posted something on her oh, instagram no. saying just filmed something that made me super that emotional. made me super emotional and she put a little lightning bolt emoji um what are we taylor swift and up in here yeah right so like i thing. i think it it's gonna happen they said that the filming would take place at the warner brothers studio tour in london um and the reunion would potentially happen later this month and if it happens it's gonna happen fast because they need to get it together when is the official 
twentieth of the movie. Did that I know that the I know that the um the first movie came out in two thousand and one. It did. Yes, no, it came I out in November. It came out in November, okay. but and I know that like the UK premiere happened. I think November fourth, but like yeah, in ha- theaters. I they about that. When did Sorcerer's Stone movie come out? November fourteenth. So in three days from this from this recording. Gosh. So they're. Yeah, I don't know if they're gonna have it ready unless. Well, if, I don't think if, they'll have it ready Bonnie for Wright, the fourteenth. Well, but if Bonnie already filmed, maybe they. True. Maybe they secretly did it. She just said shoelace, and then left. Yeah. It says the proposed show is being shrouded in secrecy as franchise bosses want to get talent locked in first. It would be amazing if they pull it off and they've offered big money to the cast to reunite. Many of the actors have moved on, but the movies launched them to superstardom. They all have lots of fond memories from their time filming together. Everyone is hopeful it will happen. Hmm. So it says, ooh, this is cool. Do you think the author would be there? I don't know if they would include. I mean, I don't know. That's interesting. That's a really good question. What's the what's uh, relationship like with WB? Well, she still has a partnership with them. them. Probably then. I don't know if I'd. It says apparently the reunion will involve the cast recreating some of Harry Potter's most famous scenes, including the Yule Ball boarding the Hogwarts Express. And if you've been to the studio tour, you know most of those sets are already built and ready to go, which means all execs need to make this work is the cast's okay. Mm, See, that's where that's pushy. That's where I feel like they would be like, I'm not doing that. Just given participation in the park recording things. You know what I'm saying? Who knows? Rumors. I think it would be cool if they did it. Yeah. I mean, it's a big anniversary. Which is crazy. Um, Also, I wanted to mention to everybody that we did put together and push out a patron a patron gift exchange so if you are a part of our patreon i've posted the link there it is through elfster which is what we did last year and it worked really well um the sign up deadline is going to be november 24th that's when i'm going to pull names and it's going to assign you a secret santa and then um I think I picked December 15th as the ship by date just to like give most people a good chance of getting their gift by Christmas. I know it might not happen, but basically just we want people to get the gifts before the end of the year. It's going to be, I'm curious, this is totally not anything to do with anything, how the post office is going to work this year. I know, it was was so bad last year. Hopefully they're a little better this year. We'll see. We'll see. Um, But yeah, if you'd like to join, just head on over to Patreon and find that post I will tag it gift exchange. I'm going to I'm oh, going to do idea. that so that if you um if it's not the latest post you can find it. Um So yeah, I am not going to do that right now, but I'm going to have it open so I don't forget cuz I will. That's how I end up with 40 tabs. I know. Don't forget that. And don't then you this. still forget. But <laughs> yes. I love you. <laughs> Make sure that you follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends, because if you like us, then they will, too. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube, which a new video just dropped today as of recording. Hey, um, I think it's our day at magic again. Anyway, 
We are on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Swish Flickcast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Swish Flickcast. By supporting our podcast, it keeps us going and it gives you access to exclusive Felix Files episodes, Discord channel, live recordings, trivia games, Swish swag boxes, and more. Thank you all so much for your support. If you'd like to send your Potter story or any questions and concerns to us, you can do so to our Don't. email, which is swishflickcast at gmail.com. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Katie, you ready? Ready. Recaps. Make me feel fine. <laughs> it's going to be in my head all day. Beautiful. All right. Where we left off, Harry had been left on the train in a full body bind. Uh, Tonks came along to save the day, even though she's not really like the number one hero right now. She's a little super gloomy, but she has a new Patronus, which is like super cool for someone like me. She takes Harry back up to the school. Snape picks him up from there. He's uh, he's just Snape in life, you know? He's just a little bit rude. A little rude. Rude dude. Mm-hmm. Rude dude. Am I allowed to speak now? Yeah. Yes, go. Oh, I got speak it. I got it. I got it. Speak now. The feast is almost over. Dumbledore is seen with a dead looking hand. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> In a whole hand motion thing. No one can see that. Hermione it's literally says dead. Oh, that's yes. what you were laughing at. I thought that Tiffany was laughing no, at was the laughing fact at you myself. said dead, but it was your hand no. motion. I get Laughing it. at myself. Yeah. Slughorn turns out he's the new potions master. What? And that means Snape's the new Dada teacher. You know, Defense Against Dark Arts. Which, uh, obviously, Harry's not too happy about. And then while t- Harry is chatting with Ron and Hermione, well, really, Hermione's left. They get interrupted by Hagrid and they have like a little mini ketchup and then realize that um, no one's taking his class. And by no one, I mean the three of them aren't taking his class this year, which probably makes a sad Hagrid. But he's got Grop, am I right? You know? So, okay. And Withered Wings. Wither Wings. Say that ten times fast. Wither Wings. Wither Wings. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you tried. <laughs> Let's talk about Harry Potter. All right. So we are at the feast. Picture yourself. It's dessert time. It's still the feast. I know, but I missed the he missed the best part. All right. So Hermione tells Harry that he missed the sorting, and Ron, of course, is living his best life, and he dies into not dies. Did I, I say dies? <laughs> yeah. He dies. I mean, I think that'd be the way he'd want to go face first but, into some chocolate cake. But let cake. me tell you, he dies in a chocolate cake. Okay. That's my chocolate, am I right? <laughs> but how do I say this? Gateau. Gateau. Okay. So I was like, what does that mean? Chocolate. Chocolate. So there's a difference between Ooh. cake and gateau. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say it? Okay. I sound like such a heathen saying that. So the main difference is that cake is a sweet food <laughs> made <laughs> of flour, eggs, sugar, butter, or oil, whereas ghetto is a light sponge cake with a rich icing or a filling. All right. Well, so there you go. So if you wanted to is know. ghetto is more elaborate. Gato is are all cakes, but not all cakes are gato. Yes. Oh, like squares and rectangles. Yeah. Got it. Because they use cake in the definition of what it is. So 
Anyway, it's chocolate. It's chocolate. <laughs> you know what Florence likes is her chocolate. Mm. And her coffee. They're early. <laughs> Harry asked if the hat said anything interesting, and he's eating his favorite treacle tart. Remember when I made a treacle tart? <laughs> It was. <laughs> I mean, it, it wasn't you that made it not good, but it just wasn't flavors I enjoyed. What was it was it like a of? pecan pie without the pecans. Yeah. Well, what was yeah. that leaf? Huh? What was that leaf? Crust? Well, the, like whatever like the, like, the goo is. The gooey yeah, <laughs> What's the goo in the pecan pie? I, I've never made a pecan pie. It was it, To me, it tasted similar to a pecan pie, and the consistency was similar. But in a treacle tart, it's like breadcrumbs and like molasses and like other stuff. Yeah, no. No. You were there. Didn't you eat it? Did I? I don't know. I don't know, I don't know things that like I've done. It was four years ago. It was when we had the old cheeseburger lady. <laughs> <laughs> she just popped up on memories the other uh, day. What a great, great lady. Um, You know, that the hat is like advising them that they should be uniting to face their enemies. Blah, blah, blah. And then Harry asked if Dumbledore had mentioned Voldemort yet. But he hasn't made his big speech. Usually that comes at the end of the feast. So dramatic. And... Harry says, Snape told me that Hagrid was late as well. And Ron is concerned that Harry has seen Snape. And he asks, um, between his frenzied mouthfuls of gateau, like, what? Why are you seeing him already? So Harry says, bumped into him, said Harry evasively. Hagrid was only a few minutes late, said Hermione. Look, he's waving at you, Harry. Harry looked up at the staff table and grinned at Haggard, who was indeed waving at him. Haggard had never quite managed to comport himself. This. I'm just going to... I was That's... reading it last night, and I'm just like, I hate this. But go on. Well, don't worry. I talk about it. Um, comport himself with the dignity of Professor McGonagall, head of Gryffindor House. Why are you telling us this? This is book six. We know. <laughs> to the top of whose head came somewhere between Hagrid's elbow and shoulder as they were sitting side by side and who was looking disapprovingly at this enthusiastic greeting. All right. This makes me almost irate because like, why do you care that he's waving at someone that he cares about? And I don't think that Harry is thinking that this is like not like a distinguished move on his part because Harry doesn't care. But he's thinking what McGonagall is thinking. And I just want to tell her this fictional character lighten up there are more important things to be worrying about than how enthusiastically haggard is waving at someone you know he really I mean? cares about like who cares yeah just because you're an authoritative figure doesn't mean that you can have good relationships with the students like uh example at my school you see students um high-fiving and uh, elbow bumping, fist bumping and hugging teachers and administrators. And it's like, you need that good relationship. It's not like schools aren't meant to be a boss situation. You know what I mean? Like they're supposed to be loving environments. Like, why are you acting like this? Like, just calm down. I think it's also, I think it's designed to, to kind of put Haggard back in that light of being he's immature and he's like yes. undeveloped underdeveloped yes. all of these things. Yes. And I also think like, I almost want to swear. I think that's garbage as well, because just because you're an adult does not mean you have to be mm. so, and I'm, I'm a, I can be a very serious person, but at the same time, I very much am not. I still laugh at a bunch of crap, but like what is, what is dignified just because you're waving at someone 
Like that does not make you less of an adult or less of an authority figure because you're waving at someone. Or you should be less respected. Yes. As an authority. Like, you know, he is a leader as a teacher. He is a leader in that school, but this doesn't make him any less of a leader. I think that I, I think that maybe I view him in a different light because I really love him as a character. Um, but to me, like, I don't think there's a lot of things that make him like, what, what exactly does he do? That's so immature. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't necessarily see how people are like, hate him. I think you're wrong. I think that people misconstrue, um, immaturity for like passion. Yes. Yeah. And that's, I think Hagrid's a very passionate person. Obviously he, he cares for Harry. He loves Harry. Anything that he's done that was considered to be a blunder, if you will, or a mistake, it's not a it's not something done out of malice. Yeah. He doesn't go out and intend scrutes. He doesn't go out and intend for these things to be like attacking. Should he have done it? Maybe not. Well, but also, it's not done purposefully. You know what I mean? I also think that there there are views of like what what is an adult, and I think that that no one can tell you that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just because like we're doing a Harry Potter podcast and people are like, "Well, that's like a kid's story." Whatever. Like, does that make me less than an adult because I'm sitting here with my friends talking about a book that I read when I was twelve? Like, no, no. I'm 31 years old. I'm still an adult, regardless of how you think I should act. And you're 31 talking about a book in a way that you never would have talked about the book as a 12 year old. Like, like there are ways to break down this book and appreciate it as an adult. And I think that, yeah, I mean, just the society as a whole. I mean, the whole idea of like being an adult, like, oh, well, by 30, you should be married what? with a kid and own a house and blah, blah, White blah. And I'm. Bent. Yeah, and it's like that is not everybody's idea of no. thirty, well, and, also, like, and that's okay. I'm definitely to act like there's. I, I mean, who says I'm supposed to act? We're like, well, you have you had to act like a lady and act grown up. Yeah. Says who? I can right. act how I want to act. You know burp what I mean? right like, now, burp. I don't know how to do that in command. <laughs> but like, that's just I don't know. I, I don't mean, care for that. Where like you have to act a certain way as an adult. No, you I mean, be who you want to be? Listen. I really like. It's just not worth it in the end. Why am no. I going to stress myself out and be too serious about this one life that I have? Am I going to play video games? Yeah. Am I going to get around and crawl on the floor with my kid? Yeah. Am I going to baby talk my dog? Yeah. Am I going to talk about children's books with my friends? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really like what I'm assuming your name is Kirsten, but it's K-R-T-N in um, Discord. And she said, why does maturity go hand in hand with no longer enjoying the little things? Amen. Yes. That goes along Amen. with what Kayla said, too. She said, Hagrid has pure, quote, childlike joy about things. Yeah. And honestly, it's only called childlike because most adults forget how to love things that they much do. and have fun and let themselves like things that much preach i've had people yeah. tell me like i wish i loved something as much as you did about this it's like well let yourself love well, something why, yeah. like, why can't you back. yeah life is life I... is too serious in the outskirts anyway like yeah. why wouldn't you want to bring everyday joys into your life like say, you want to decorate for christmas right now go, go for be it there. Yeah. <laughs> but like what's interesting is so like i've this is like the year that i have read probably more books than i ever have in my entire life and i've been more vocal about like reading books and i've always been well i haven't always since i since i learned how to read and was able to do it confidently 
I have been a reader. Um, and it's interesting that how many people have said things to me this year about, well, you're always reading or like, oh, you're going to read that now. And it's like, yeah, I don't want to talk to you. I want to sit here and read my book. Like, am I really bothering you? Because if I was not reading, you still would just be sitting next to me doing whatever. And it's so, like, even my mom has said stuff. I'm like, what do you, what am I doing that, that annoys you so much that I'm reading this book? Ignoring her. No, like she's not <laughs> home. It's like when she's working. Oh. She's like, well, you're not doing, th-. I'm like, didn't no, you know women shouldn't read? I'm not <laughs> doing things you want me to Does do. Gaston say that? I tell him like that. I think that sound yeah and he's like there's no pictures yes well let's round out this lovely discussion with a uh lyric from the chairman of the board old blue eyes mr frank (laughs) Sinatra. and if you should survive to 105 look at all you'll derive out of being alive and here is the best part you've had a head start if you are among the very young at heart love it where were we <laughs> i don't know ah we were we talking were, uh, about mcgonagall okay yeah, yeah. here let's go on with another quote uh harry was surprised to see the divination teacher professor trelawney sitting on hagrid's other side she rarely left her tower room and he had never seen her at the start of term feast before that's kind of interesting they trying to keep her safe Um, She looked as odd as ever, glittering with beads and trailing shawls, her eyes magnified to enormous size by her spectacles. Having always considered her a bit of a fraud, Harry had been shocked to discover at the end of the previous term that it had been she who had made the prediction that caused Lord Voldemort to kill Harry's parents and attack Harry himself. The knowledge had made him even less eager to find himself in her company, but thankfully, this year he would be dropping divination. Her great beacon-like eyes swiveled in his direction. She must have heard his thoughts, right? <laughs> Whoa. She can do that, too. Seer to seer. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then this is the part where I'm like, ugh. So he hastily looked away towards the Slytherin table, and Draco Malfoy is miming the shattering of a nose to raucous laughter and applause. Harry dropped his gaze to his treacle tart, his insides burning again, what he would not give to fight Malfoy one-on-one. Well, you're going to get your chance this year and you're going to slice them up. So <laughs> we might not want to want to fight him one on one too quickly. But he does this in the bathroom with Sectumsempra at Hogwarts. This is a game of Clue. Yeah. But we're talking about. So Draco kind of goes through this uh, evolution this year. He's. What we determined, we think that, I think as a collective, we we determined that he was pretty much forced into becoming a Death Eater and getting the mark, right? We, did we agree upon that? It wasn't, like, his active choice, but he wasn't going to say no and try and yeah. fight this. You're talking about Harry. Uh, it was like, Ray, Draco. it was like, Harry. <laughs> yes, Harry Draco. Yeah, I, I think, I think at the beginning it was a, comp- I think he had complicated feelings because as humans, majority of the time we do have complicated feelings. And, and he I just, that- he went along with it because he knew he couldn't say no, essentially. Okay, yeah. I but think, I feel and like. I think that part of it also was like. I, I Not I a think choice. It was split where like part of him did kind of want that. Yes. Um, and then another part that maybe he wouldn't let himself acknowledge. And also, I, this is all speculation. And I also have a spot, soft spot for him. We know. We, know. we know. Um, I think that he realized whilst this was going on i think he was trying to like be like putting out a front of like i'm stronger i'm able to do this like i'm that i am yeah and realize that 
oh shoot, I can't kill someone. Yeah, so he goes through this 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 evolution, if you will, from being what we see on the outside. Obviously, we don't know what he's like really feeling, but on the outside, he seems to be taking up with this role rather well. Um, he's leaning into it, if you will, and so at this moment, he kind of seemingly fancies himself to be a bad guy. Well, and I think that's all he's ever known. You know what I mean? That's all he's yeah. ever... He probably thinks that that's his only option. Correct. Um, But as we know, his tune will, will change. But he does. He, he goes through this evolution of uh, confidence in this task to just falling apart. Just absolutely falling apart. And then, in turn, ends up flipping... In seven, put that on your bingo card, where he, he, if it wasn't for him, their time, the the time at Malfoy Manor would have gone swifter because he didn't say, yeah, that's Harry Potter. Yeah, that's Ron Weasley. Yeah, that's Hermione Granger. He get, he bought them time. Yeah. Essentially at Malfoy and Manor. I don't think. Which is helping them out. Yes. And I don't think that that any of that makes him like, because I know there's a lot of people who are like. He didn't change it off, and he uh, no redemption arc for him. Blah blah blah. Whatever. I I don't a hundred percent agree with that or disagree. But like, it it. What was I gonna say? I totally just lost my whole train of thought. Mm. <laughs> don't know. But like, I I don't think that like at the end of the day is he a hundred percent good. But I think that he's no. young enough no. where he can realize his mistakes and change. Because believe it or not people can and let it let us remember let us um he's not the one who cast the fiend fire curse in the room of requirement correct so i don't think he would have all out and out killed or attempted to first of all first of all like kill them i don't know did he send any killing curses in there i know they were flying around but i don't know if they were only from crab or doyle I don't know. I kind of like no. my head canon is that it was Crab and Goyle. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um because you can like tell the regret to... in his eyes yeah, when the fiend he... fire like takes over. He just makes some interesting choices during the the whole entire battle. You know? I think yeah. he I mean, as we've talked about, he has only known quote the bad side and thinks that's what he's supposed to aspire to be thinks that's what he wants and then when he's faced with it he's like wait i don't this doesn't feel right and like we also have to remember that like both both harry and him are young and harry's been given all of these advantages of like being on like the good side where draco has only ever been until like even through his like last year of school has always been around people that like are the ones that are on the bad side that they're racist and all of those things. And they want the muggles to be gone and like whatever and get all the muggle-borns away. And as much as I think he's realizing like how he doesn't want to be a part of that, he doesn't know how to change, but also like he is fighting with his family. Like that's his parents. And regardless of, anything going on i think that's part of it too where he's like i it's hard when you are in a like a familial relationship like that and you're realizing i disagree with these people but they're still your family and you still care about them even though 
they might be doing something completely wrong or have ideologies that are toxic and wrong. It's, it's, um, it's not easy to like step away from that. I think a really good like real world comparison to something like this is like people who are trying to leave religions or people who are trying to like change their political affiliation from their family or people who are trying to leave a cult that their family is in that they have like awoken to and realize that that isn't what they should be in like the the pressure and ideas of like deconstructing yourself from that ideal ideology is just that alone is overwhelming but also the prospect that like you could lose family over it and as much as you can see that lucius is not a great father it he's still draco's father you know what i mean like he still Mm -hmm. has to come to terms with the fact that he might lose his family over not yeah. having these same ideologies, which is hard. It's still hard. Yeah, and that's something that's real time life relatable. I mean, that's yeah. not that's not just yeah. something that's in um, yes. fiction. Yeah. Um. All right, it's my turn. So, I think it's Hermione. Yeah, Hermione asks. So, what did Professor Slughorn want? And Harry says, oh, he just, you know, he wanted to know what really happened at the ministry. And then Hermione and Ron are because they're both like, yeah, along with everybody else on the train. And apparently people were interrogating them, really just wanting to know if Harry is truly the chosen one. And Harry doesn't say anything to that at all. Um, Actually, nearly headless Nick just kind of like butts into the conversation. And he says... There has been much talk on that very subject, even amongst the ghosts. I'm considered something of a Potter authority. It is widely known that we are friendly. I've assured the spirit community that I will not pester you for information, however. Yeah, right there. He's setting it up like, but if you want to tell me. But if you want to tell me. I know, but he like, he also then says something along the lines of like, I would die before betraying your trust. And then Ron is like, well, that doesn't mean much because you're already dead. (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome. And Nick just kind of gets annoyed with Ron and then leaves. Um, But then Dumbledore stands and the hall quiets immediately, as it always does for Dumble. And his arms open wide and Hermione gasps because this is the first time that she has seen his hand. And she says, what happened to his hand? So I pulled up the wiki page about the curse and just wanted to read the one little section on here about the activation of the curse. So this is what we know. He reached into his bag and his pen exploded. It's fine. Yeah, it's just some ink. It's fine. Uh, So in the summer of 1996, Dumbledore finds the ring under the rotting floorboards of the gaunt shack and he saw it immediately as the hollow not as a horcrux so wanting to use it he saw that it was the resurrection stone so wanting to use it to revive his family and apologize for how selfish he was in the past he lost his common sense and forgot that it was a horcrux which may have been cursed which it was and put it on and almost immediately the curse triggered to kill him 
So obviously as this happens, Dumbledore like awakens in his senses, like what did I just do? And he manages with his own skills to contain the curse from spreading any further, which prevented him from dying immediately. So he literally, he quite literally almost died just because he put this ring on. That would have put a wrench in the plans. A little bit. Uh, so he returns to Hogwarts quickly, goes immediately to see Snape, who helps him halt the curse's spread temporarily through a thick golden potion and several incantations. Um, however, unfortunately, Snape can only contain it and it will eventually break free and spread again, eventually killing him. And Snape is really angry that Dumbledore fell to the temptation of the ring, which is exactly what Voldemort assumed somebody would do. Um, and Dumbledore fell for it and Snape's really mad because obviously this puts a huge dent in the plans because now they have a clock on Dumbledore's existence in this entire storyline um hmm. so I think this just shows that Dumbledore is human yeah he ain't perfect yeah. sorry Tiffany uh you know um so going way back to talking about Draco in the room of requirement he actually doesn't cast any spells at all he actually screams multiple times, all caps, for them not to kill Harry. I wonder if it's because he not obviously he hasn't killed anyone, but I wonder if he doesn't want I think he does his doesn't friends to feel what he was feeling like having to even do that to Dumbledore. You know what I mean? Well, I also kind of think, and this is headcanon because it can't be proved, but I don't, I really don't think that he wants Harry dead. I don't think he wants any of them dead. I think yeah. that he knows Harry is the key to, like, moving but, past this. Like, Crab, no, not Crab, Goyle gets stunned. And so Malfoy is pretty much just dragging his friend this entire time, trying to save his life. Crab is a bad person. Yeah. He casts a ton of stuff. He's a Literally crabby. doesn't Which one is give... the one that dies, Crab or Crab. Goyle? Crab. Crab. Crab does. I mean, that's real quick karma. Yeah. I think just I think just all those Jerry fans something here. There's something. I mean all caps Malfoy. Don't kill him. Don't kill him. So okay. Um so we do know that when Dumbledore uses the sword of Gryffindor to crack the ring, it does make the curse disappear because he's able to wear it to pick up Harry from the Dursleys with like In no... the most fabulous way. Yes. With no further ill effects. Fabulous way. Oh, fabulous way. Yes. Um, However, that does not mean that the curse within Dumbledore dissipates. It does not. Just the curse within the ring. Yes. Could you wait? Did the sword just? What if he cut off his hand with the sword? I'm serious though. I mean, that have though, hasn't it? No, it's contained to his hand. Would that have done anything? But But how would it kill you then? Eventually. But would that have stopped it? Would that have stopped the curse? Or was the sword only mm. working against the Horcrux part of the ring? No, it destroyed the curse in the ring, right? It did. Yes. Maybe. Look, I, I could have Rendering saved just so many lives. Maybe it's because it's got that venom and that venom kills all the things except for Harry. Just like Voldemort. <laughs> Couldn't kill Harry. It's true. Just I also... That is a good thought, though. 
I also want to point out what Kayla said in the Discord. She said, can we talk about what this means for Snape, though? Like, Dumbledore's the only person who knows the real him. This has to be really painful. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, this is... I mean, yeah. Well, and I think also because of what, like, at this point in time, we don't know this yet, but we also do because we've read the series and we've talked about it at length, that... Snape also the day that he has to save Dumbledore's life also gets damned himself by having to be told by Dumbledore that and agreeing to this that he's going to be the one to kill him to end his life and that's not an easy thing to do um and that I think I think killing anybody is going to be difficult and then having Snape knowing he's going to kill someone that he cares like he cares about Dumbledore I would say and knowing that he has to be the one to do it. And as much as it yeah, it's it's gonna one, save Draco, but also save Dumbledore from having Draco do it or someone worse like Fenrir or Bellatrix. So it's also going to save Dumbledore. Um, that's a heavy burden to have on you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Harry is describing Dumbledore's hand he says Dumbledore's right hand was as blackened and dead looking as it had been the night he'd come to fetch Harry from the Dursleys and they obviously Hermione was not the only one to notice Dumbledore's hand whispers just like swept across the great hall and Harry whispers to Hermione that his hand was like that when he saw him over the summer but he thought that he would have cured it by now and Hermione described it as looking as if it had died there are some injuries, this is Hermione talking, there are some injuries you can't cure, old curses, and there are poisons without antidotes. Um, so Dumbledore kind of tries to like hush the crowd and just be like, everything's fine, even though everything, everything is not is awesome. fine. It's literally Dumbledore <laughs> saying cool everything is fine and there's fire burning in the room. Literally. <laughs> It's the curse. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. The candles are lit. There's fire. Oh, my God. Dumbledore Um, is that dog in the meme. He is the dog in the meme. So Dumbledore tells everyone that all of Weasley's, Wizard Weasley's products are banned. (laughs) And they are also looking for a new Quidditch commentator because Lee Jordan is gone. And I said, weep womp. Is this when Luna fills in? Yes. Oh, yes. the Love best. It. Oh, my God. Is he gone because he graduated, right? I think so. He didn't yeah. just, like, leave like his friends did? Yeah. Yeah. God. I think he actually graduated. He actually graduated. He didn't want to do it the cool way. I, you know, I wonder if the twins offered to him because, like, they were really in cahoots, right? Like, hey, you want to be in on this? Cahoots. The grand well, exit. I was say, who says cahoots anymore? I do. Cahoots. All right. So Dumbledore then says, We're pleased to welcome a new member of staff this year, as he does every year, right? So he introduces Slughorn. And again, we've talked about this. We don't we don't really like it. His weight is addressed again. It's described as his belly casting a shadow over the table. Who cares? (sighs) Um Dumbledore explains that he's a former colleague of his and that he has agreed to resume his old post as potions master. And everyone's like, what? It's going to use me? And like the word potions just like whispers across the whole hall. Um, and Dumbledore continues and Snape's going to be taking over for defense against the defense against the dark arts. And Harry loudly goes, no. <laughs> 
So like God. a bunch of people turn and look at him. He Hilarious. doesn't care. He's just thinking like, how could he have gotten the job? Wasn't it widely known for years that Dumbledore doesn't trust him to do it? And Hermione looks at Harry like, WTF? Uh, and mm. she's like, you said Slughorn was teaching defense? And Harry's like, yeah, I thought. But then he's thinking back over the summer and he can't think of one time that Dumbledore told him exactly what Slughorn was actually going to be teaching. So it's just Harry assuming, you know, like, oh, every year we get a new you defense teacher. You know what assuming teacher, does. Right? Right? <laughs> Makes a butt out of you and me. <laughs> But, but um so snape doesn't even stand up at the mention of his name he just like lazily raises a hand because the slytherin table is going crazy cheering for but him also people know who he is right <laughs> hi have we met um and then harry goes um harry goes a little savage he said well there's one good thing snape will be gone by the end of the year and ron goes what do you Ooh. mean and Harry goes, that job's jinx. No one lasts more than a year. Quirrell actually died doing it. Personally, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed for another death. And Hermione goes, Harry! Harry! I mean, is he a seer? Because there is a death at the end of the year. It's not Snape's, but... Right. Be careful what you wish for, Harry. Harry! Harry! And then, you know, if someone had just been like, Harry, you're actually going to name your kid after him, he'd be like, what? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Katie. <laughs> uh, so Ron tries to be reasonable, which we're really seeing a lot of that through him this year. Like he's just, Yeah, he's trying to impress Hermione. Trying to be mature. Um, and he's like, well, you know, maybe Slughorn will just go back to teaching potions. Maybe he just won't stay long term. Moody didn't. Judy, whatever. Um, but Dumbledore brings him back. He clears his throat to get everyone's attention because it wasn't just the trio talking. Literally the whole hall had erupted in a buzz. Quote, at the news that Snape had finally achieved his heart's desire. I'd be a little scared too, too, knowing Tood. Tood, <laughs> um, like knowing what we know then. Like now, of course, we know everything about Snape, whatever. But like I would maybe be a little scared to learn defense from Snape if I was Harry. You know, you just well, think he's like this wrapped up in the dark arts dude. I, don't know. I just imagine a blanket of dark arts. Yes. <laughs> um. Well, based off of him like filling in for Lupin, like I don't know, he like changed the whole mood of that class, like in right. one second. Right. You know. I think part of it too is he doesn't like Lupin. That's true. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I don't know. <laughs> So Dumbledore continues on, and I just like that he's like straightforward with the kids. He's like, now as everybody in this hall knows, Lord Voldemort and his followers are once more at large and gaining strength. Just so you know, in case you forgot. Um, the silence got super strained. Harry looks over to Malfoy. He's not looking at Dumbledore. He's just messing around with some magic, making his fork hover in midair, um, as if Dumbledore's words were not worthy of his attention. I wonder if he's just acting like that because what am I trying to say? Like, I don't know. I don't know if it's daunting to him yet. You know, like, I don't know if it's actually settled in what he has to do. So is he just trying to, like, feel better than Dumbledore? Like, more important. You know what I mean? What I'm trying to say? Words are hard. 
Yeah. I think you're good. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be a crazy year, guys. <laughs> um, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> crazy year. <laughs> Nothing is gonna happen. I like that thing online no that's like, now that Harry's gone from Hogwarts, do you think they actually like learn things and like have normal schooling? <laughs> but like, <Probably>. really? Yes. <laughs> I actually think that, yeah, after after Harry, what would have been Harry's seventh year, I feel like some learning probably does occur. <laughs> Everyone's just like waiting for some catastrophe to happen. Anytime something bad happens, they're like, ah, oh, the Potter day. It's a Potter day. Not a Bones day. A Potter day. A Potter day. Dude, I've been having so many no bones days lately. <laughs> <laughs> My whole life is a no bones day right now. I don't have a skull. Or bones. Or, or bones. bones. Alright, I'm going to read from the book. Because there's a lot of talking. <laughs> so Dumbledore goes on to say, he says, I cannot emphasize strongly enough how dangerous the present situation is. And how much we each, how much care each of us at Hogwarts must take to ensure that we remain safe. The castle's magical and I was going to say the wrong word. The the castle's magical fortifications have been strengthened over the summer. We are protected in a new and more powerful ways, um, but we must still guard scrupulously against carelessness on the part of any student or member of staff. I urge you, therefore, to abide by any security restrictions that your teachers might impose upon you. However irksome you might find them, in particular, the rule that you are not allowed, you are not to be out of bed after hours, I implore you, should you notice anything strange or suspicious within or outside the castle, to report it to a member of staff immediately. I trust you could to conduct yourselves always with the utmost regard for your own and others' safety." Um, does Harry ever tell like an adult what he thinks about Draco? I don't remember if I'm being honest. He tells Mr. Malfoy mm-hmm. so far. I mean, what? <laughs> Mr. Weasley. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'll tell you about your son. I'm writing you an Azkaban. <laughs> Dearest uh, Malfoy Senior. <laughs> your kid. No, like, he tells Arthur. He's That's very so, disregarded so by a lot of people this year. And are yeah. there any people of authority at Hogwarts that disregard him? Mm. Harry? Yeah. I think um every time he he tells Dumbledore as well. And every time he tells him, uh Dumbledore's like, Yeah, I, I'm fine. I got it under control. Hmm. So Which truly he he did know what was going on, obviously, but um did you have it under control? Maybe no. 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 I would say no. There's a lot of things that I don't agree with what that Dumbledore did that I year. mean, he could have literally avoided everything that happened at the end of this book if he would have, like, called Draco into his office and been like, how are you? Let's start a conversation. That he knew he was going to die. He knew he did not have that much time left. And he still did not tell Harry crap that he should have told him. Um, he could have done, uh, like, talked to Harry instead of having Harry fight and nearly kill Draco. Um, but what do I know? It's just a book. I almost said something else, but I won't. So with that and a pip-pip, Dumbledore sends them all to their beds. Um, and according to the good old Google, the next day, because he's like, your classes are starting the next day. 
the next day was a Monday, so it does make sense for them to start their classes or start their lessons in case I know you're all it was staying up late in the calendar. worried about what day of the week this feast was. You know, not so all uh, first days of school start on Mondays. But he literally said, he goes, so you can get to bed early so you can start your lessons tomorrow. Yeah. I'm just, but what I'm saying is, how stupid would it be if it was a Saturday? No one starts lessons on a Sunday. Well, not Saturday. That's what I'm saying. I think we usually start school on Wednesday. Which is fine. A day, like It makes sense if it's a day of the week. But if it was like a Friday, they're having the feast. You not they yeah. have a weekend. You're not starting the lessons the next day. I, know, I was just saying that we. I don't disagree Wednesdays. with you. I'm saying it wasn't a weekend. She's feeling it today. So <laughs> Hermione darted ahead to do her prefix duty of helping the first years. You know the Ickle firsties get into where they need to be. Harry pretended that he needed to tie his shoe because he was taking his time because he didn't want to be like in that crowd of people. Um, and so Ron stays back with him. And so, like, they're at the very back of, like, the whole group of everybody. And Ron finally asks him, like, what really happens to Harry's nose. Harry tells him. And it's noted that Ron didn't laugh. Um, it was like, it was a nudge to their friendship or some whatever. Um, and he says that he saw Malfoy miming something with his nose. This is Ron saying it. And then Harry, he then tells Ron, like, what Malfoy said in the compartment. And then, like, quoting from the book, it says, Harry was expecting Ron to be stunned by Malfoy's boasts. With what Harry considered pure pigheadedness, however, Ron was unimpressed. And Ron says, like, come on, Harry. He was just showing off for Parkinson's. Um, he's like, what kind of mission would you know who have given him? And I, to me, like, this is insanely out of Ron's character to disagree with Harry and think that, because usually, like, he he's on board and, like, it's not out of the, to- like, it's not out of a realm of, possibilities Mm -hmm. for Malfoy to be doing something like this because what he was saying was to me was definitely suspicious. Do you think that given what happened at the end of five and what Hermione said about the end of five and her being right do you think that Ron is sort of kind of changing his tune to side more with Hermione because she was right about the end of the year? Could be maybe but it's gonna come back to bite him in the butt. Yeah. I'm just thinking that maybe just because Harry was so very wrong in the consequence that happened because of that, I think that maybe Ron has started changing his mind about Harry's theories. I don't know. I think that he should give his friend more credit than that, personally. Well, I'm not saying that that's not true, but I think that maybe that's the reason why he seems so very unlike Ron and very much more like Hermione's way of thinking this year. He should just be himself. So Harry isn't so sure. He's like, what if Voldemort needs someone at Hogwarts? The dude is so right with this as well. And I also like the fact that Ron is still saying, you know who, and Harry's still saying Voldemort. And this is when Hagrid like interrupts them and says, and he's like behind him. He goes, I really wish you wouldn't say his name. And then Harry's like, why? Dumbledore uses it. Like he says it too. And Hagrid's like, well, yeah, it's Dumbledore. And then he like quickly changes the subject and asks him why he was late, why Harry was late. And so Harry really doesn't answer him um, and asks Hagrid why he was late. So it turns out that he has been with Grop, who has a new home that's up in the mountains in a big, nice cave. I was going to say cavern, and that's not what I wrote. Um, that Dumbledore had set up for him, and he is happy. He's happier. <laughs> Grop is happier there, and they um, have been able to like have a really been having really good chats. And so Hagrid goes on to say that he really. Grop has really changed basically is what he's saying and that they would be amazed at how far he's come and so he's like I'm thinking of training him to be my assistant kind of thing 
uh, which never happens. And I don't think that Grop would be happy with that anyways. Um, how could how could that even have worked? I think he's just like <laughs> being idealistic and it's just not. Yeah, that's nah, not going to happen. Um, and then he like goes to leave and he tells them that he's excited to see them basically for like their first lessons the next day and that they should come early and they could say hi to Wither Wings. Um, and this is when they, being Ron and Hermione, realize that none of them, Ron, Harry, or Hermione, are taking Hagrid's class this year. And then ha- Harry's thinking about he doesn't like to think about um, how that's going to make Hagrid feel when he realizes his three favorite, favorite students are not taking his class. Sad. Forgot about that. And, I, uh, like, while that is too. sad, none of them are, like animal people in the aspect of like right. let me learn They're more about these about creatures because it's not going to be super relevant to their future lives yeah. right yeah. right so and like it makes I, sense i just i feel bad for the way that haggard interpreted their not being in his class because none of they didn't do it to be like oh gosh he's a bad teacher i hate yeah you know they didn't do that and they get into like a little bit of a riff well, this they, is where he this is where Hagrid calls him Potter. I I think yeah. that it really hurts his feelings and we we know that Hagrid does not have the greatest self-esteem. Um and I think that his self-confidence is lacking and this is a huge blow to it. Yeah. Where like they don't even even just having that statement of like they hadn't even thought about it. Um to like have a like conversation Hagrid with him beforehand. How yeah. much he cares about them and he's like they don't care about me like I care about them. Yeah. And that is kind of heartbreaking. Yeah. Dude, I feel that anxiety though. Mhm. Poor Hagrid. Yeah. He's like cuz Harry calls him sir after Hagrid calls him Potter and he goes since when do you call me sir and he's like since when do you call me Potter and he's like ah yeah, I think you're clever. Oh. <laughs> All right, should we ask some lightning bolt questions? Okay. The first question is from Nope Rope. If you could have any type of ghetto, what would it be? Like flavor profile, I'm guessing. Banana. Chocolate. Choco chocolate chip. (laughs) I don't even know what that is from. Choco chocolate chip is from that muffins YouTube video. Choco what was the question? Chip. What if you could have any type of gateau, what would it be? And you said what? I said orange juice pulp. <laughs> <laughs> That's what threw me off because I was like, oh, chocolate. Because like I enjoy a good chocolate cake. Yeah. I would and then I was like, wait, orange juice pulp. I like a good white cake with vanilla buttercream and raspberry filling. <laughs> mm. Nice. Um, let's see. Next question is from Vinny. Did Dumbledore forget that the ring would be cursed or at some level did Dumbledore have a death wish? I think did he just he got wrapped it was up. cursed when he had it? I mean, if you know it's a Horcrux, I'm going to assume that you should know that it's cursed. I think that for him, it was more so a she- moment of weakness where he... In a moment, he just misses his family. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, and that outweighed anything else. Do you think the Horcrux told him that that's how the Hollow worked? Could be. Maybe They're they have a conversation. Yeah, they chatted up. Can you imagine just going like, finger. just put it on, <laughs> just put it on. I would look so pretty on you. Just hand. wear me. I'm so fabulous. 
just you could be a hand model. Epic username asks, how do you think the rest of the story would have played out if Dumbly had actually been killed when he put the ring on? Chaos. Harry wouldn't know about any of the Horcruxes, for one thing. Do you think that Snape would have had to, like, this is me talking now, sorry. Do you think Snape would have had to, like, <laughs> reveal himself to Harry sooner? Like, would that have been the only way? What choice? Forgot, you know? forgot I was on video. <laughs> <laughs> I missed what you did. Bam! (laughs) What's the question? (laughs) I think Snape would have been like, yo, dude. Would he have had a choice? You know? I know, that's what I wonder. What would have happened if Dumbledore had actually been killed? Is the question. Like, because the only other person, and Snape doesn't even know much of the plan, but he's the only other person who knows of any of the plan. Yeah. Snape would have had to talk to him about things and such yeah whatever he, he, he knows believe him. he would not he would have he to have shown not. him memories sooner yeah, i guess he would have had to pull out the pensive. the pensive that would have been hey potter i got something to show you hey potter i liked your mom <laughs> i liked <Ew>. your mom. <laughs> i don't care for any of this your mom was hot. Your Snape voices oh. are gross. <laughs> All right. I mean, have you seen? They're like Red Snape. He's pretty gross. Hey uh. Potter. God. <laughs> okay. Next question. I is... wanted you to be a Snape. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, like Lily's child. Yeah. No, I get it. Sam Gartley asks, off of Katie's comment, would the curse have been taken into the sword and would that then be passed on to someone if they were cut or stabbed with the sword after it took on the curse? Because the curse. Oh, but here's the thing. The curse only or the hold on. The sword only takes on that which which will make it stronger. And but, what doesn't kill it makes it stronger. That's an but argument. Does a curse make it stronger? But no, I don't think I don't think it would have absorbed the curse. I think it, I think it I stabbed, think it stabbed would the curse and the curse killed like, the curse. I truly I I wonder why that wasn't thought of. I don't think it would have made it stronger. That's why. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying I don't know why it wasn't thought of to just like cut off his hand with the sword. Just pull I don't a think Star that Wars either. Pull a Star, Star Wars, yeah. Because yeah. like, think, think about it this way. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna get real technical. Think about on like a molecular level, like into the cells. If you just go, oh, it's only black up to here. Shing, cut the arm off. Shing. We don't know if the curse is still in the part of the hand or the arm that's still connected to Dumbledore. Yeah. On the cellular level, and then those cells are going to continue to replicate. Because that's what they do. That is their job. But would it have given him more time? I don't think so. Like, would it have been like, I'm going to cut you off and you're going to have to start over. So it's going to give you even more time. I don't think so. Okay. Should they have tried it? Maybe. (laughs) Couldn't they have just fashioned a little, a silver hand? Like Pettigrew. All right. (laughs) Next question. Katie asks, do you think banning the Weasley products actually made the Weasley twins sell more products to Hogwarts students? Oh, yes. yeah. Yay. Absolutely. I wonder if that's part of like Dumbledore's like plan, though. Oh, I don't think he cares. Yeah. I think he thinks that they're hilarious. <laughs> he yeah. thinks yeah. it's funny. Because so, like, like, really, the only person, I don't know if the only person, but the most vocal person that hates that and them and their products at Hogwarts is Filch. 
And I think that Dumbledore likes to rile people up, but also wants them to be successful. So he's like, yeah, they're banned. Wink, wink, wink. It's like banning books. Yeah. <clears throat> Looking at you, certain states. <laughs> Magic by Phoenix asks, when you first read the book, do you remember what you think happened to Professor Dumbledore's hand? Nope. I just went along with it. I was like, what? I don't know. What's happened? We, I missed you, uh, that. You, uh, you froze. Yeah, so you froze. all I heard was what happened to Professor, and then it cut out, and I was like, So what happened? One? Hand. Who does what? Dumbledore's hand. Oh. Wait, what? What did I think happened to the hand? Yeah. I don't even think oh, I realized. don't. I don't think I had any guesses because Harry didn't have any guesses. Exactly. <laughs> That's me. Yep. I, I assumed that it was related to, like, Voldemort somehow, but beyond that i really had no idea plus he was like so just know. like whatever about it i understand why but he was just like it's no big deal it's fine that's cool i genuinely mm. think that i like skipped over it like i don't think i realized his hand was dead <laughs> i'm just reader. picturing what's his name is it michael gambin with the little green mm -hmm. slips on his fingers yeah <laughs> for special effects mm. That is all we got. So I think She's I didn't out. see any bangos. So uh, let's see either. where the. That's a nice sound. Oh, we're back, baby. Slytherin in first place with 190. Hufflepuff in second with 140. Hey. Good job, Puffs. Ravenclaw in third with 120. And Gryffindor in fourth with 70. Rounding out the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Can't ask for more than that, kids. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was. Were you supposed to do like a womp womp sound? You sounded like Charlie Brown's teacher. No, I just sometimes I people think that like I sigh a lot and people are like, oh my god, what's wrong? I'm like, nothing. I literally took in like a deep breath and I let it out at the same Mac time. Like, there's nothing too. wrong with me. I do that. Um, and I don't. I just I made a noise because I had. I don't. I don't know. Okay. Oh. Well. I don't know. So congratulations to the cheaters. Uh, hey, you hey. Know, I don't know. You're great. <laughs> Just kidding. Good job, Snake. You're great. <sighs> All right. Fan story. Ooh, sure. I got a yard. Ah, okay. Oh, piece of candy. <laughs> so this one comes from August of 2020 from Billy Daniels. They say, hey. My name is Billy Daniels, and my Potter story starts very late. I was born in 2002. Oh, God. <laughs> <sighs> wow. Which means I already got a late start. My dad, from what I can remember, seemed to like the movies because every time he would take me to the movies when I was little, it was Harry Potter. Your dad sounds awesome. I remember <laughs> the first movie and the second the most, in which I only remembered three scenes. The Hut and Hagrid, Two-Faced Quirrell, and Marge getting blown up. I was never interested, and we always ended up having to go home halfway through because I'd fallen asleep and complain. Never got interested in it afterwards because by then the hype for the movies and such had definitely passed. Not, but within the last year after co-workers started talking about it at work that I gave it a try again. I couldn't get past the first 30, 30 minutes of the movie without my ADHD kicking in. And I just go on my phone and not pay attention anymore, which isn't surprising since I'm not a movie fan or TV show fan at all. So I decided, hey, I'm a bookworm. Why don't I read the books? Because, yeah, Billy, you never tried that before. <laughs> like, seriously, never, never even tried until this year. Like, blah, you're an idiot. I instantly got hooked, although 
I was mad at the movies afterward because Hagrid wasn't angry enough at the beginning like he was in the book or as an emotional. Well, I'm still a beginning Potterhead since I have all the books and movies at my disposal and I'm a very quick reader. I read through all seven books and watched all seven movies within two weeks because I had to work. And the moment I finished, I turned around and started reading them again. And then halfway through reading it again, I found your podcast and began again. So I've already reread the first four books three times. I'm sorry. Awesome. This is so long. It's not fun. I'm bad at withholding details. You can cut out the unnecessary parts. No, all parts are necessary in your story. I'm reading it all. <laughs> I have tied on. I have tried. Wait, I have tied on both Slytherin and Ravenclaw on Pottermore. But when I take the other quizzes, I always get Ravenclaw. So I consider myself a Slytherclaw. I've also gotten Gryffindor three times, but it was so typical typical that I retook it more times to get either Slytherin or Ravenclaw, which just proves my Slytherin. Wanda's spruce wood, unicorn hair, 10 inches, hard flexibility. I've taken the Patronus test 50,000 times. I've gotten a tiny owl, buzzard, dragonfly, and king cobra, so I don't know how to oh. feel about that. I think those are all pretty cool. Yeah. Those are cool. I know this is long, but I thought you can probably see my my decent to madness through the length of it. I really appreciate everything you do. I've learned so much as a beginner Potterhead. Keep going strong. Thank you, you Billy. Descent in an odd way. Oh, my <laughs> descent. descent. My descent. Yes. Oh, I read it as decent. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Billy. <laughs> I can't read things. I love the way Billy talked to themselves. I in, love it. Uh, this yeah, it this Potter story. It was, it was a perfect great. reflection. I felt like it was in your brain, and it was cozy there. Yes. Thank you for your story. I'm Thank glad that, you. I mean, welcome to the fandom. Like, hello, you're here. I'm yeah. glad you made it. Born in 2002. <laughs> oh, that hurt me a little bit, but. <laughs> that hurt me a lot of it. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. <sighs> it's okay. It's okay. All right. Let's see. I actually found some jokes to use for future references, and I started making tabs in here. So that I remember when we get to Way certain to go. topics. We right? should get those little um, pieces tabs. of tape tab things. <laughs> Post-it tab? Post-it tab. Pieces tab. of tape tab things. They are tabs. <laughs> they're called tabs. They're called no, tabs. Meg but they're also pieces, pieces of tape. Of tape. <laughs> but they're tabs. Oh, they're tabs. That's like saying. They're sticky a, tabs. Yeah. That's like saying post-it yes. notes are tape notes i would agree tape with notes. what you just said tiffany <laughs> i almost said that oh my god okay we're fine it's early this isn't a Make question this isn't a question joke it's just like a a, re, a red joke you know what i'm saying so we don't sure. have to wait tape for the punchline yeah. you're just gonna, just gonna say gonna it deliver it yeah okay. Got, it. got it right here right here right here all right fox went into honeydukes and bought some lip balm he said to put it on his bill Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have reading jokes. <laughs> ah, I first looked jokes. up cell jokes, but I was like, a lot of people probably won't get the science ones. <laughs> Thank so, you for sparing us. What are the hardest books that you have to force yourself to get through? Friction books. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Why does a ghost need so many books? Because it goes through them so quickly. Jeez. I wish that I could go through a book that quickly. <gasps> Just like absorb why, it. Yes. Be cool. Why should you not write a book on penguins? I don't know why. <laughs> because writing a book on paper is so much easier. Oh my God. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> Jeez. Oh gosh. How many books can you fit in an empty bag? One. After that, it's not empty. 
Oh my god. <laughs> That's a book joke. That's a Ravenclaw Why riddle joke. Why did Shakespeare always write with a pen? <laughs> Pencils were too co- were so confusing to him. To be or not to be. <laughs> oh my god, that took me a minute. It's been a minute since I had to think about that. I know. <laughs> Use a number two pencil. Let's see what else. If there's any good That's ones. great. Shout out to Ticonderoga, man. Oh, are yeah. The They're the bomb. Yeah. Why are writers always cold? Because of all the drafts. Jeez. <laughs> oh. Look at all my Ticonderogas. I have so many. Happy for your pencils. Uh, next time, when these finally run out, because we've had them for a long time, I want to get the black pack. Yeah. They just look so cool. Yeah. 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 All right. Wait, why did the kid always sit in his wardrobe when reading a book? Narnia business. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. What do planets like to read? Comet books. Oh, oh my, my god, that's adorable. All right, make sure that you follow your hosts on social media. Myself and Katie are on Twitter and Instagram at the Peaches Family. I lied, we're just on Instagram. <laughs> Tiffany's on Instagram at tiffswish underscore flick, and Sarah's on Instagram at omalley with three H's. Ding. Sarah, did you have another joke? I feel like you were about to talk, and I just kind of like jumped into social. Not really. I we was kind of reading them. They didn't have any like good, <laughs> okay. like good ones anymore. All day. All day, son. All day. What am I doing? Uh, as of today, it is Veterans Day, so thank you, veterans, for yes. your service. Thank you. We are exceptionally grateful. Um, Especially to my dad, my brother-in-law, my grandfathers who have since passed on. But yeah, thank you. And I don't know. Have I talked about? Um, Are you still reading Throne of ex- Glass? Yeah, but I haven't read in a long time because I've been just too exhausted to really do anything. Are you still in the first book? Yeah, I'm on like chapter fourteen or fifteen or something like that. You know, chapters mean nothing to me. I'm just saying for reference. Okay. Um, I'm trying to, you know, live life decorated for christmas except for the tree we'll do that after thanksgiving that's where marty had to draw the line i said okay we'll compromise (laughs) whatever (laughs) marriage and he's and he's like the one over here like telling alana like let's watch the grinch i'm like who are you (laughs) but i don't know not i've just been nothing nothing too exciting going on over here I got, I don't know if I talked about this in the last recording, but the expansion pass on Nintendo Switch. And so I have the Nintendo 64 games that they put out for the launch of the expansion pass. The only one I've literally played so far is Ocarina of Time. So you, I know people have heard me talk about Zelda a lot and my love of that game series. And Ocarina of Time was the first Zelda game I ever played. So if you're looking for a really, really fun game. Um, I think that's the only Zelda game I've ever played. Oh, God, it's so freaking fun. The graphics they have enhanced, but it still like has that 64 graphic look. Like it's The not, controls are updated. confusing me. Yeah. You don't do that. What? The, 
I said the controls are confusing me on some of the N64 games. Well, here's the thing. I agree. And playing the Ocarina on with like a Joy-Con is I know it sounds trivial, but it's hard. Yeah. And like that's what you also have to use um for like your slingshot and your bow and stuff. Because you have to be like exactly down because that Joy-Con are what were the C buttons on the sixty four controller. But they did make a wireless sixty four controller for Switch. Maggie. That's happening. But it's sold out. Ah. Last ah. time I checked. That is something that I will be for sure purchasing whenever I can get my hands on one. Gotta have so the if full anybody setup. has any tricks to to get one, I don't care where I get it from. I just want one. Um back alley. Because honestly, I you know. I feel like it's just gonna take it one step further into like the nostalgia of playing the sixty four games. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think that'll be better because we played Yoshi's Story a little bit and it. I'm getting it. But the controls are backwards. But the controls are just like kind of backwards. So I kept like messing up and it was frustrating me. And usually in the game, there's like two, like in the original, you could swap how the buttons were so you could have it to your preference. But I don't know where to do that. It was really ticking me off. No, No, I could do that. We just tried ourselves. But it's like the A and the B need to be switched. Like A is to shoot an egg. Or something when it should be B or I don't know. Yeah, there's something or like the tongue. It's just backwards and it's annoying me. So yeah. see if you can figure that out. If that's a thing that you can actually do. Yeah. But just just playing that. Um, I've been watching a lot of like true crime shows and I need to stop. <laughs> I literally was telling Sarah like I was watching one today and I literally said out loud. I was like, this is too sad. So I turned on the Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm ready to watch my first Christmas movie. <gasps> well, should should do that be? But yeah, that's that's pretty much all I'm doing. We're getting into the holiday spirit over here at this O'Malley's house. Alana is loving the Grinch. Um, I got her stuff like Lovey's last year, so she has Grinch, Max, and Cindy Lou Who. And mm. like last night, she was cheering the Grinch on as he was saving the sleigh from going over Mount Crumpet. And I was like... <laughs> Yes, it's happening. This is my dream come true. <laughs> because so awesome. that is my favorite. The You know me. Uh, animated Grinch. The original. Boris Karloff is my favorite. I can quote it all the way through. It's just, it's my feel good. That's yeah. actually, we've talked about um, how Potter has helped us. I used to listen to Sorcerer's Stone soundtrack while I was walking to classes at the University of Toledo. During Christmas time, I would listen to the animated Grinch soundtrack as I was walking. So it's like that's part of the reason why I have it memorized as well, because it was literally the entire movie would just play because, you know, you have like the narration as well as like the songs. And it was just continuous. It's like 23 minutes long straight from beginning to end. And I would just listen to that going from class to class. And it just made me feel good. So thank you, Grinch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm done talking. All right. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am preparing for Red Taylor's version. I you look am so ha- cute today. Thanks. You do look cute. I'm having a dinner party tomorrow because we have real friends that I can invite <laughs> over, and it's exciting. <laughs> Who love Taylor Swift as much as us. 
Um, so I'm making like a whole red themed dinner. So we're going to have we hit up Party City, man. Oh, my God. We absolutely are not the only people having a red party, because let me tell you, red decor was slim pickings. <laughs> so I got some red heart balloons, which are behind me right here. I got a glittery 13. I got which is also right behind me. Um, red bowls, We got red, red bowls and a platter and sparkly red plates and door hangy thingies yeah for like photo op confetti yep yep and we're making spaghetti because it's red <laughs> and we're making baby red skin potato appetizer mm-hmm. and caprese salad skewers because the tomatoes and we're gonna make to taylor's chai eggnog cookies no snickerdoodles well they're snickerdoodles they're snickerdoodle chai eggnog all right fair that's fine but it's like her recipe um yeah so i'm really excited and we're gonna have red taylor's version playing and they're coming over right before the all too well short film drops at seven so we're gonna watch that for the first time together um yeah we bought all this stuff and i was like meg are we gonna lose these friends we just made because they're like really extreme because i'm over the top (laughs) and i texted her that and she's like absolutely not i'm like okay good because let me tell you i can be overwhelming so sorry in advance um (laughs) but also not sorry because that's just who i am um i also got so many good like dessert ideas but she asked me what they can bring and i told her dessert and now i was like kind of regretting it because i'm like god there's so many good red desserts why did i do that but it's okay it's okay um, I'm also going to come up with like a red drink of some sort. I don't know. Shirley Temple. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe Shirley Temple's. Anyway, we got cute little like clear champagne flutes. So I want to like have red drinks. Um, but yeah, I'm sure we'll Instagram it up. Yeah, for sure. So I'm not decorating for Christmas until after the party because I wanted the party to be like red themed. But then I'm going full on Christmas. I was ready to decorate yesterday, but then I was like, wait, we should hold up until the party. We should have just gotten everything the same, also in green, and then we could just hang up the same decorations. Right, this is true. And it would have been seamless. This is true. Um, but besides that, what else have we been up to? We went and checked out the brand new Target that just opened by us. That was exciting. I've never we, smelled a new Target before. Yeah, it was so organized. The <laughs> shelves were full. I found a sweater for Thanksgiving. I also, nice. for anybody who is a Taylor fan, if you're not, you've probably tuned out by now, so I apologize. <laughs> um, but Target in their like their line, it's called like Ava Vive or whatever. Um they have a coat that literally looks like her Evermore coat, like the coat she has on on the Evermore album. Snatched that up, taking it to nice. Ohio because I don't have a coat <laughs> and it's going to be cold. So, yeah, that's what we've been up to. Basically, my life has revolved around Taylor Swift for the past week because I am ready. I am ready. I've been listening to the Red album on vinyl because I refuse to stream it until I have Taylor's version. Oh my God. But I can't wait to listen to it in the car 
on my phone. Are you and add ready? it to my playlist? I'm red y. <laughs> Katie, what have you been up to? I ran my 10k. She did. Yay! I did it. It was awesome. It was really fun. It was rainy and cold. Um, but I think that just like made the sense of accomplishment more. <laughs> it was really crappy out, and I still did it. I um, love the pictures of you running it. Me actually running? I look terrible, yeah. but it's fine. No, you look determined. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't smile for it. I can see the camera people. You're doing another one in January, and you'll be more prepared for pictures. But yeah. I like the pictures. I think that you look cute, and yeah, you look determined. Thanks. A little determined puff. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, no, it was a lot of fun and really cool. And now I'm like addicted, which I hear happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm just excited for the next one. And then hopefully, if possible, I'm going to push to try and do something super cool in the springtime. So what is it called? The see. springtime surprise? Yeah. We shall see. No, but, you're doing it. All right. I'm doing it. Oh, oh. I want to. I want to. <laughs> Um, but yeah, just super riding that high still, which I need to stop riding that high because I need to get back to training for January. <laughs> We're very proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That's and pretty cool. Thanks to everyone who donated because we raised a lot of money for American Cancer Society. And we're raising more for January. So be on yeah. the lookout for um, we're a fundraiser. Gonna, yeah, we're going to do some fun fund. We're going to do like a, an auction-y type thing again and maybe like a tell us what you want us to do at disney live stream day pick That's your own adventure through us it'd be great but yeah just uh living life yeah. trying to get back in the reading too because i go through like weird slumps yeah yeah felt that i gave up on a book i don't like doing that but i what did book was it it was witch haven mm. You might pick it up again next I, October. I think I will. Like, it wasn't so bad that I've completely given up hope on it, but I think I'm just, like, over the October feels and ready to move oh on, God. so I needed to put I it down. burnt myself out. Like You I started early. I did. I started, yeah. like, at the end of August. <laughs> I didn't really specifically read books in October that were, like, october feels, I don't think. I just read what I just... I'm, like, an emotional reader, so I just read what I want to read and not... Like, I don't have like. There's people that have like set TBRs. I think like, I need to do that. Then, and that's just not for me because, mm -hmm. yeah. I though I do have Christmas reading. books that I do want to read for Christmas. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, start I now. Like the idea of it, but I don't know. I don't like. I don't think like super. Not that they're like super. Like I, I'm picky about like because a lot of times they're like romance books, which I have no problem reading them. But um, I don't know if I want to read, like, super cute love stories. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. It's not, it's not for me. And I'm not judging people that do read them. Because there are some that I really like and I really like reading them. And then there's some that I'm like, meh. I'm like, I'm not even going to enter that scope of it. Um, and my eye really hurts. Did you have anything else to say, Katie? I don't want to cut you off. No, ma'am. Take it away. Um... What have I done since the last time I recorded? Finished jury duty. I'm glad it's over. I don't ever want to do it again. <laughs> it wasn't awful, but it wasn't great either. It's just long. Uh, painted. I put my curtain back up, which made the whole room 
not even my curtain. It's just the curtain that's in like the upstairs that's all painted. But I put the room back together, so like it doesn't give me anxiety anymore to be up there. <laughs> Cause dead, like I did, I like I didn't even want to work out anymore because like staring at certain aspects of that room, like just yeah, like, get the unfinishedness of it, the unfinishedness of it was anxiety inducing. I'm like, it's not relaxing to work. So I'm like, I'll just stare at you. And then I was on the treadmill the other day staring at the wall and whatever. I'm like, God, I'm like, that's, I'm just so happy that like the curtain is back up and it just looks so good. And I did such a good job. Um, gosh, I did though. Like that was hard work. And I did oh literally, God. I painted everything and it's not, uh, it's not a hundred percent done yet. Cause I didn't do the baseboards that need to be repainted. But I specifically told my mom that I'm not doing them. I'm like, you can do them because I don't trust myself. Um, but I mean, I painted all of the walls. I used like two and a half things of two and a half gallons of paint because I painted like all of the are upstairs, the uh, one empty room, painted all of the baseboards, all of the doors, all of the trim, like every, not baseboard. I didn't paste the baseboards, but all of the trim, everything. It was a lot, but it's all done now. And I'm grateful that it all looks pretty decent. Good. Um, I've Christmified, Christmasified my bed. Um, but really, that's just saying I put my Christmas comforter on, which like to me is more of a winter one because like yes, it's got Christmas colors in it, but it's plaid, but it's so warm. <gasps> it's just it's such a good comforter. So I put that on my bed last weekend, and then I really I've like read some books, but not like a ton. But I bought Lore Olympus. So, like, it's a webtoon that they, they have the first volume out, which is only, like, the first 25 episodes. And I never really, like, read them before. So I got that yesterday, read it within, like, an hour because it's, gra- it's, like, kind of a graphic novel form. Um, It was so good. It was so good. And I was, like, reading parts of it to my sister. She's like, you're just going to read the whole thing to me. And I'm like, well, dude, you know how it's going to end, like, eventually, because there's now, I think there's, like, over 170 that are out, like, on the web. Um, cause she keeps the, the woman that's writing it keeps making them obviously. Cause like people really like it. Um, so if you like, if you're into like graphic novels, cause like that's the format the book is, um, and the webtoons, I, I didn't look at it on the app, which I'm probably going to download so I can continue to read them. Cause then like I finished it and then I needed more because obviously like it just like ends and there's like more to the story. Um, and then I had to stop myself because I had to do notes last night. Um, but I literally read, I, I'm like in the 40s of the episode. So I read like 20 more episodes yesterday. But it's just so good. The art is amazing. But if you're into graphic novels or like you're into reading like these things, they, it's so good. And if you like mythology, um, I really enjoyed it. There are some parts that are just really funny. And like I, because I've like been on a Hades Persephone kick and like an, um, like a Greek mythology kick for a while i've been like reading more into it and i've always been interested in greek mythology like when i was in high school i remember we were we one of the books that we got during school was book on greek mythology we only had to read like one or two of the stories out of it and i remember reading the entire book because i love that stuff so i already know like some things like according to the greek mythology like that's happened so it's like it's interesting seeing it how it comes out um in this cartoon but I guess it's also coming to Netflix, I saw, someone said. That's cool. Um, but I really liked it. I, I can't wait. The next volume doesn't come out until next year. I will be purchasing it. Um, but again, I was, like, reading it 
online because um, I'm obsessed. And it was really, so I got it in the mail and like the one corner was like bent. And so I went to, I was telling Tiffany, I'm like, if you hadn't, she wanted this one advent calendar that they had at Barnes and Noble the one time I was there. I'm like, well, I have to go to Barnes and Noble because I, well, that's what I said. I'm like, I have to go to Barnes and Noble. So if they have it there, I'll get it for you. And she's like, oh, you have to go to Barnes and Noble. I'm like, no, literally like I'm exchanging a book because the corner is bent, which I know sounds like no, very particular but no i, I get need it. my corner not to be bent because not only was the outside corners a hardcover book because they also have it in paperback i had the hardcover version and then like some of the pages like were a little bent where the corner was and so i walked I up there that. i was like so confused so i'm like i just want to because i found the book i went up to the counter i'm like i just want to exchange this and she all she did she takes the new one that i was picking out from the store swipes it on the thing and hands it back to me and i was like do i she's like you're good i was like that i don't have to do anything she's like no i was like okay we're just like yeah i saw that (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i really 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 liked it and i can't wait to read some more um but anyways i've i've read 80 books this year so i might try to get to 100 i doubt i'll read 20 books in the last month and a half but I'm either going to give you read just 90 read or I'm going to try to get to 100. <laughs> well, I did read a novella this month. I'm going to read another one, but I am not putting that on my um, Goodreads because people don't need to know that I read it. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, I don't know what I'm reading next. Nice. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay. I think this should be for... Uh people who are among the very young at heart yeah right well that concludes this week's episode thank you so much for listening and don't let the muggles get you down (gasps) amazing you're the cream in my coffee you're the salt in my stew (laughs) you'll be always my necessity i'd be lost without you (laughs) you're the starch in my collar you're the lace in my shoe you'll be how romantic you're the starch in my collar hello it's It's a wish oh Welcome to episode 222 of Switch and Flick. Come on, I want to start. Summer breeze. <laughs> Makes me breeze. Sneeze. Oh. What? Bye, Swishers.